Thanks for joining us today on the nateholdridge.com podcast. Hey, today we're talking about how God can weigh our hearts or just some different ways in which God can help us stay on course through this Christian life. Looking to the Proverbs and personal experience, Pastor Nate joins us to talk to us about some examples about how God can actually do this in our daily lives. So again, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Nate, could you share with us maybe something that God has um, transformed in your heart and life as a Christian? Be kind of a monster question, I know. Yeah, sometimes you just blast me here at the beginning of these podcasts. I gotta get to you just real quick, just to, you do. Just to I mean, just so brain, everybody you know. knows, like this is how Riley does. He had, tells me he does not tell me anything, and then he asks me. I give him these no questions. time. To yeah, think. so but I I didn't understand your question at first. So you're looking for like <laughs> something significant that I think has been like a a massive change yeah. within me. I think the big one, man, is. I know everybody's selfish yeah, by yeah. birth, but I'm really selfish by mm. birth. And my old man, my old nature, uh, I think I could easily be very uncaring mm. about everybody. Interesting. Yeah. And that has been a neat thing for me to watch the Lord do in my life is to help me become... Uh, loving and caring about other people yeah you know not always as i want to be but you know obviously a big portion of my life is spent trying to help people i want people to be helped you know i yeah. don't i don't teach the bible because i just find it interesting like i really want people to be helped and i mm. believe that as their heart and their mind come under scripture they will be helped you know yeah. so it's a love driven kind of thing for wow. me hmm. and i can still remember when the first moments i i felt that way so i i think that would that would be a really big you know area for yeah. me yeah i can I've, I've heard you talk about that a little bit before how um you experienced that kind of shift in your heart like that god had yeah. done something right. that, that's cool to hear that's still like a real powerful thing in your life i wanted to ask just because in this article <clears throat> you talk about God weighing your heart and um, how God just kind of like teaches us and transforms us to some kind of degree through uh, people, through um, time with God, and there's some other things we'll get into, but um, you talk about just kind of like transformation in a kind of sense in this mm -hmm. article, but I wanted you to um, just have a moment before we get into the conversation to talk about the title of this article, Let God Weigh Your Heart. When you're talking about weighing your heart, are you talking about that, about letting God like transform you a bit, challenge you, um, sanctify you? Is that kind of the realm that you're going at with this? Yeah, definitely. So it all comes from Proverbs 21, verse 2. In case you haven't been able to tell from a lot of my posts recently, I'm teaching through Proverbs in the <laughs> studio. Yeah, about to finish it up. So if you want to hear a verse-by-verse teaching on the book of Proverbs, go to nateholdridge.com slash Proverbs. Go to it. But... <clears throat> Um, yeah, this Proverbs uh, proverb says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs 
the heart. And so what I wanted to kind of the emphasis that I had or, or the, the thought that I had about it, what I meant by it was that our own hearts, we have our own estimation of ourselves. Yeah. You know, that this is how I'm doing. This is who I am. Uh, this is kind of the state of things. And we could be wrong about it mm. in the, um, le- uh, I don't know if grace is the right word, but we could be a little too gracious with ourselves. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we could be correct, mm-hmm. or we could be wrong about it in a legalistic kind of way like really, yeah. really that's that's actually not true like i was actually just thinking if my mom was here in the room when i just <laughs> talked about like i'm pretty selfish by nature i think i'm a pretty selfish person i think she'd probably sit here and say like that's not really true nathan hmm. you have always been really like caring about other people yeah you know or something like that you know i could just hear her arguing with me <laughs> saying that you know imagine it happening. and then i would rebut with but you don't know what's going on inside my heart. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the concept that I was trying to communicate is from the proverb, you know, that there are times where we think that we're right. Mm-hmm. You know, every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord is the one who really weighs the heart, you yeah. know. And so what I wanted to talk about was different ways that we can invite the Lord to weigh our hearts. Yeah. If we have a Good. tendency as human beings to be wrong, to, to assess ourselves incorrectly, then um, we need to give the Lord space mm. to, to do that weighing process and then let us in on the result. Like, Lord, what, what did you find? Yeah. What, what happened? What's happening in there? How have, how have you weighed me? Yeah. And to really think about that for a second. That's cool, man. You you listed out six different ways to kind of invite the Lord to weigh our hearts. And I love to work through these okay. six different things. This first one you talk about is the daily post. Um, can you talk to us about what you mean when you say the daily post? And how does God use that time to weigh our hearts? Yeah, so with the daily post, I'm thinking of the the uh, time that you post up to spend time with God. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a good idea, as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast or reading my writing for any length of time at all, you know that I believe that, that it is good for a Christian to have a set period of time in their day or in their week where they go to hear from the Lord, to Mm -hmm. spend time with him, whether that's praying or reading the Bible, or reading a devotional book that is about the Bible, or listening to a teaching, you know, a different kind of, uh, some kind of way where every day you go to uh, get the Lord's input into your life. This is not the only way to get the Lord to weigh your heart, because even in your daily post, you are capable, we are capable of self-deception where we could only read the things or be drawn to the things that we are drawn to or that we think that we need to hear. And there might be some kind of thing that we're just not tuned into that the Lord also wants to say or introduce to us uh, that we're just not, we're not dialed into that. So when I'm talking about the daily post, I'm basically talking about, you know, your daily devotional life, yeah. uh, quiet time, um, 
you know, something like that. I think the reason I called it the daily post is because I remember a pastor friend of mine, a mentor of mine, that's what he called it. Yeah. He called it the daily post and he always had, it was like a, to, I think he referred to it as like the command center at his that's daily cool. post yeah. where the Lord would through the Bible and in his time of prayer, talk to his heart mm-hmm. and show him different areas that he needed to grow or improve or, you know, change. And so the daily post. <laughs> I love that. It just kind of has this idea of consistency, which I think is so important with letting God weigh your heart, just that consistent submission to Christ. Um, you also talk about fellowship with God. And I was curious if you could talk to us about that kind of friendship, relationship, fellowship with God. Are you kind of talking about times where we set aside just to hang out with God or this time where we're talking to God throughout the day? What does that look like? for you what were you kind of talking about with that recently i for about a month or so practiced this uh, five minute time twice a day later in the day Mm -hmm. of prayer and someone had suggested it to me and i thought that's neat you know you look in the old testament figures like daniel they prayed multiple times every day yeah obviously there are other religions like islam that have very set structures to their prayer lives Um, but within christianity we do have the gift of uh, fluidity Mm -hmm. with the lord to where we can actually like paul said pray without ceasing Mm -hmm. so any place at any time a christian who's you know, they're a believer because they're covered by the blood of Christ. So since that is so, we can pray from any place at any time. So, but I remember as I was doing that for that month, I just thought this is, this is what really it's all about. You know, I love this. I want to all the time, just kind of when there's a burden or a concern, something I'm going through, an attitude I'm struggling with, a sickness I'm feeling, an obstacle I'm up against. I want to take a little time and ask the Lord to help me with that. So, yeah, I think, <clears throat> so, so, so in relationship to this post though, yeah, because I mean, that's, you know, every Christian is going to say that, you know, like I want to be a friend with God. I want right. to be in fellowship with God. Right. But specifically why I brought up the five minute thing is because what I noticed during those times was that um, I was oftentimes confronted with something about myself. Mm. Because as you get into the thick of your day, you start realizing, you know, a, an issue yeah. or a problem or a fear or a shortcoming or uh, an area that you're discouraged in. Yeah, for sure. And as you are living that, and then fellowshipping with God about it or praying to God about it, it helps kind of reveal what's going on in your heart. Something about going to him helps reveal who you are. He's he's a light. Yeah. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So that fellowship, that friendship does kind of illuminate what's really happening in your heart throughout the day in a cool way. In addition to that, you talk about, friendship, relationship, fellowship with God, but you also talk about friendship with other believers, which is um, something I really love. I know that for me in my life that it's been through friendship with other Christians that God has really weighed different things in my heart. 
but can you kind of talk about that um the significance of that like in um the christian faith that the idea of having friends um how does god use friends to challenge us yeah totally i was with a group of guys last night and we were talking just about different things and um one of them was sharing for an extended length of time and as he was sharing he was talking about uh this little passage in first thessalonians 5 Mm. which uh, paul talks about um abstaining from different forms of evil and he was just sharing for a moment he said you know i used to i used to love to listen to music while i was working out and he said, but all the music that gave me the pump that I was looking for while I was working out, you know, it just had a lot of bad words in it. And for a while, I tried to say, I'm only listening to the beat. Yeah. But he said, after a while, I noticed that I knew all the lyrics. I knew all the words. And so he said, I realized it was having a negative impact on me. Wow. And so I gave it up. And then he went on to say, and he said, you know, and then... I used to have this policy of like, and he had, he kind of talked about like what he would allow himself to watch. Hmm. And, and then he started saying, but you know, I noticed that that was having a negative impact on me. Mm -hmm. And I decided to give that up and you could feel just as, as that conversation was happening, probably like some of you, as I'm even saying Mm -hmm. this right now are feeling it, you could feel in the room uh, because we all loved each other. It wasn't like yeah. a, you know, he wasn't trying to condemn anybody or anything like that. It wasn't this awkward kind of moment, but you could feel this cataloging of our own lives that was happening. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's a good thing to consider. And am I, mm. and, uh, wow. whereas maybe a man might previously just say, that's fine. I can do that. I can listen to that or whatever to be confronted with, in fellowship with somebody else, it does help That's good. confront maybe some of the priorities that are there. Some of those ways that you may have previously said, I am right. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, every man is right in his own eyes. Yeah. But it's the Lord who weighs the heart. So maybe in fellowship, the Lord will give that weighing of, of the heart. So I, I think that's just an example of some of the ways that that happens. Yeah, you know, when you're, sure. I think a really big one in this modern time is just in priorities, mm-hmm. you know, of how we spend our lives. You know, I have one uh, running buddy that I will hook up every three weeks or so, three or four weeks, and we'll go on a run together. And, you know, his priority system, him and his wife, it's just, it's off the charts, mm. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it's just, He's, he's, uh, I really look up to him, you yeah. know, his life is very devoted to the cause hmm. and, wow. um, uh, it's powerful. Yeah. You know, it's powerful. You're like sitting there talking, you're in fellowship and, and there is some heart soul searching that goes on when you're around someone like that. And, <clears throat> we know how the human heart works. We can either be dismissive of that yeah. or we can say, okay, the, the Lord, what are you, what are you trying to show me here? Yeah. You know, maybe there's something that, that I should learn, mm. you know? So I think 
again, every way of man is right in his own eyes, but Mm. the Lord, the Lord is the one who actually weighs the heart. So I think fellowship is a, is a huge one or friendship with other believers is a huge one that, that really helps us. You know, a lot of times we can, um, if we, if we, if we surround ourselves, surround ourselves with say, for instance, lots of lukewarm believers, if you surround yourself with a lot of lukewarm believers, then you'll be a lukewarm believer because their lukewarm-ish Christianity is going to seem normal to you. Mm. But when you're around people that aren't lukewarm and they're more on fire for yeah. God, it really does leave an imprint mm. on you. And that imprint leads to a decision you know that you need to make it does but it helps snap you out of the i'm right Mm. in my own eyes you know kind of thing and it helps give the lord an opportunity to weigh your heart amen that's one of the reasons why i've just so loved our life groups here at the church i know that not every church does that that, that's okay but we have just really poured into that and i just loved how those environments have kind of cultivated that same kind of stuff you're talking about. It's so good. Um, you also talk about research, and I was wondering if you could explain to us what you meant by research. What are some ways that a Christian can begin to research and study their faith to allow God to weigh their heart? Yeah. As you were talking, I was just looking over this little paragraph that I wrote. I was like, oh, yeah, I like this, you know. I said, research is likely too strong a word, conjuring up images of term papers and bibliographies Mm. and footnotes. I use the word not to bring you to college, but to bring you to Christian learning. That's right. As we study, listen, and read, we learn. This learning is the heart of Christ, part of the way in which he can help us see the weight of our hearts. Mm. Yeah, I mean, learning in, in one sense, it, it is what humble people do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's an it's an offshoot of humility, mm. right? <clears throat> in a sense, or it can be. Right. Because you're saying, I need more information. I need more learning. I don't have all the wisdom. I don't have all the understanding. So you asked, what are some ways that God can weigh your heart through research or what are some of the ways that Christians can research. So I just mentioned a few study, listening and reading. So study. All right. We live in an era where information is all over the place. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's not hard to find good resources uh, that can help you learn what a passage of scripture is saying. So I don't think that a person's quiet time. I never recommend that you should make it into this really deep like study time Mm -hmm. where you're breaking apart the text and really trying to understand it completely. Because if you do that, it's going to be really hard to get through all 1200 or, you know, approximately chapters of the Bible in any kind of reasonable amount of time. For sure. But there are good times where it's nice to bust out the study resources you know so whether that's going to blueletterbible.com or enduringword.com actually right before we recorded this podcast i was showing you a thank you note that david guzik from enduringword.com wrote to us as a church because we helped fund 
a translation of his book of Acts commentary into yeah. Arabic. Praise God. Man. Super exciting. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is great. But resources like that, or um, what was the other one I wanted to mention? Uh, PreceptAustin.com is a, is a great one with plenty of wonderful resources. Or NateHolders.com. NateHolders.com. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot of great places that you can go that are just totally free, mm-hmm. you know, that you can grab great resources on. I love the Bible knowledge commentary by mm-hmm. John Walbert and so Roy good. Zuck. I think that if you're a believer, that's just a great little set to just pick up, take 50 bucks and buy that thing. Put it in your family library so that you have a commentary on the whole Bible that just would help you with different questions that you have. At the yeah. very least, get yourself a good study Bible yeah. that as you're going through scripture will answer some of the common questions that are found uh, in that passage. I'm not saying it needs to be your daily driver. I wouldn't be able to handle having a study Bible as my daily driver because I like just reading the text. Mm-hmm. And then if I have a question, going to the resource. But having a good study Bible around mm. is really helpful for Christians. So I really love the English Standard Version study mm. Bible. The New Open Bible from the New King James Version is a classic. Uh, so get yourself a good study Bible yeah. and think. But also beyond that, uh, there's also the listening to the Word of God, you know. Mm. So there's so many different resources out there. I mean, you know that that's a big reason why I'm doing this podcast we're recording right now or the other podcasts mm-hmm. that I do you know the whole through the Bible thing that I'm going through you know the different books of the Bible that people can download it brings me great delight when I yeah. see those download numbers and I mm-hmm. see how people are listening to and engaging with the Word of God it's a way for us to do some study or some research or some learning that will help the Lord to, to speak to us, to talk to us, to show us, to weigh our hearts. Hmm. But beyond just listening to the Bible taught or studying the scripture ourselves, we can also read books that are, I, I don't like to use the phrase, I don't think Christian-based hmm. or even Bible-based. I mean, I, I the book, books I love the most are the ones that explain the Bible to me. Yeah, yeah. But, Bible-based is fine. We'll use that phrase. (laughs) You know, so parenting books that are Bible-based or discipleship books that are, you know, drawing out the scriptures for us or, you know, different subjects in life. Reading a good systematic theology book is great. It really helps weigh your heart and where you're at, the way that you think about the world. So, um, you know, again, just making that part of your life. Look, the reality is... Every American is going to spend, I don't think anybody's going to die and say, I wish I'd have watched a little more television. Mm. You know, I mean, the the reality is we're going to spend a lot of our lives passively consuming. We're going to spend a lot of our lives entertaining ourselves. And I'm not a big grumpy pants about that. You know, (laughs) I'm a parent that has three kids in the house right now, and we're right at the cusp of life where. They want to stay up later than I want to stay up. Oh, you know, yeah, like I'm yeah. graduating into that Woo. zone where I'm like, I'm going to bed. It's coming for you. you. Know, I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's just tiring, man. Yeah. It's just tiring. And there are plenty of days where I just want to 
throw on a show with Christina mm-hmm. and just hang out and chill. So I'm not one of these guys, you know, that's um, going to try to put some kind of legalistic trip on you. Yeah. I would honor you if the Lord puts into your life and heart the conviction to get rid of your television. Like, that's cool. Praise God. Yeah. Like, go for it. You know, just don't be a legalistic bummer about it. That's you know, is all yeah. I'm saying. But the reality is, We're going to spend a lot of time doing all that kind of stuff. Try to make sure that you have some kind of rhythm in your life where you're doing some extra learning and you're kind of, you're growing, you're sharpening your sword, you're getting your skills, you know, and and you're really letting yourself, you know, grow in Christ. So, I mean, like I'm looking at my timer right now. You got 24 (laughs) minutes into this podcast. So good job. (laughs) That's good, man. Those are some great resources, too. Those are things I use on a regular basis, too. They're so helpful. Man, so helpful. Um, let's talk about worship and praise for a moment. So how does worship and praise allow us some space for God to weigh our hearts? Yeah, so I think, for one, what's happening there is that you're, you're praising, you're worshiping, god who's perfect and holy so you know there's bound to be some kind of transaction that happens there where you are seeing yourself a little bit more clearly Mm -hmm. as you're seeing the lord a little bit more clearly Uh, but i also think and i think this this is the part that i was talking about with this yeah is that in those moments of reflection on the lord Mm. um Maybe, for instance, like a, a service, a church service where communion is being mm-hmm. taken. And you're just thinking about him. And you know that the scripture tells us that we should inspect ourselves in that moment mm-hmm. of taking communion. And you're going through that process. You're reflecting on the Lord. You're reflecting on the cross, the gospel. You know, as you as you're doing that quiet reflection or that out loud singing, there is a there is a dimension that you're entering into that there's bound to be an opportunity or something that the Lord is gonna try to 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 point out, oh, yeah. you know, some kind of way in which your okay. heart is being weighed mm-hmm. in that moment. <clears throat> I know we don't sing it a lot, but if you sing the line, I surrender all, yeah. there is a weighing of the heart that mm-hmm. takes place. Absolutely. Because you really have to ask the question, would I, would I really? Mm-hmm. And do I really? And what areas of my life are, are, are being unsurrendered at this point? So I think that there's something that happens in the quiet of a man's heart oh, yeah. as he in praise or in waiting or in silence in worship and praise uh, waits on the Lord. There's just something about that time that the inner thoughts become clearer Hmm. and who we are becomes clearer. We don't do it all that often, but I love in a worship service times where there's silence. Yeah. Where, where, where we say, let's be quiet before the Lord mm. for a minute. It's, it's wild. It's wild. Cause yeah. we don't, you know, we don't live with a lot of silence these days. Yeah, true. So it just really, it's powerful what can happen, you know, during that time. 
Hmm. So I think that's just a, it's not the only way that the Lord weighs the heart, you know, but I think it can be one way that the Lord weighs a a human's heart. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I mean, the title of my article is six ways, not the six ways. So (laughs) true. Hey, that's a good clarification right there. (laughs) Um, How about serving other people? You talk about how serving others gives God some space to weigh our heart as well. What does that look like? (laughs) Yeah, I put in the article, I said, we talk of being servants for Christ, but the first time someone treats us like a servant, we recoil. (laughs) It's just so true about us, right? You know, (laughs) Lord, I'm going to serve you. I'll I'll be a slave for you. I'll serve you. But yeah, it is is a heart revealer to step Mm -hmm. out in serving other people. Yeah. Because... It doesn't always go according to plan. Mm-hmm. And, and the plan is usually they're going to be grateful. They're going <laughs> to be thankful for what I did. They're going to be thankful for the sacrifice. You know, they're going to be grateful. And they're not always. Yeah. You know, there's going to be times. Hey, you single, you uh, not single moms, you mothers out there, whether you're a single mother or not, you know, raising a young child, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know that there you are, you're spending your life you're breaking your back Mm -hmm. uh, spending your sweat to help a child are they always thankful no they're not always thankful and in those moments our hearts get revealed yeah man oh man do our hearts Mm -hmm. get revealed you know i'm i'm a pretty good person oh yeah well let me give you triplets We'll see how good of a person you are, you know, in that moment, you know, it's just, we start to realize as we step out in serving other people that, you know, there's so much further that the Lord wants to, wants to take us. Mm -hmm. So I think this is great. You know, it's just great as you serve other people, you know, you kind of come face to face with those moments of, you you know, where, you know, like, I don't want to do this right now. Why don't I want to serve somebody? Why don't yeah. I want to help somebody? I do not want to do this right now. What is going on? Yeah. Or why do I not want to help that person? You know. Mm. So obviously there's a lot of different ways to serve people and I'm not really giving a comment about that. But just right. that in the right. process of serving other people, the Lord has a chance to reveal our hearts. So you know, step out, commit, serve some people. And you'll get a chance to kind of see, you know, how different areas that the Lord wants to grow you. Amen, man. Amen. Do you have any other kind of thoughts about this, Nate? Um, As we're just looking at ourselves in light of God and just kind of going through this process, do you have any other words of encouragement for people going on this journey? Yeah, no, I would just say that this is beautiful. We should not be afraid of the Lord weighing our hearts. you know, and we should be gracious with each other in the process of going through that. You know, there is bound to be a little bit of self-deception in everybody. And, and, and we must remember it is the Lord who weighs the hearts Mm. and that, so it doesn't mean that we are sometimes self-deceived, but everybody else sees us correctly. That's not the case It's that the Lord sees us. So we need to give everybody space to kind of go through that journey and to, give the Lord the chance to talk into their lives and their situation, but don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of the Lord showing you those things. 
It's great. It's great to have him point that stuff out. You know, it can be hard at times. It can be difficult. And uh, I found that he's very gentle mm -hmm. and he does not give us um, too much information all at once. You know, I'm so thankful that at almost age 40, he's, he's showing me things now that are in my heart that need to shift and change. If he had showed me when I was 20, I think I might have thrown in the towel. You know, I think I might have just given up. So he's, you know, he's very kind, very gentle as he takes us from 2 Corinthians 3.18, from glory to glory. But, you know, don't be afraid of that. He wants to grow you. He wants to help you. And he is good in the process. Thanks for joining us today in this conversation. For more articles and resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com and search the archives. All of his articles are there. And while you're online, please share an episode of this podcast with a friend. We would love to see this podcast get into as many hands and ears as possible. And as always, tune in next week for a brand new episode from this show. But until then, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.